very loud here today, and everybody's already talking about books. But I am going to start the podcast in just a few moments. But listen to all these people just going on about books. And I compared it to, um, so I don't know about reading fiction about it, because I, now that oh. I've read that book, and yeah. know, my book club has discussed it, and we talk about it still all the time. Like, wow. did you read this in the news? This yeah, really yeah cool. that's the great thing about nonfiction. It's kind of opened our eyes. Exactly. That's very amazing, isn't it? That's why we do this podcast. People love books. Not, this one is nonfiction, okay. and it's just as terrifying and bone-chilling. It's that stack of books. I'm Steve Scher. Nancy Pearl is just going to keep on going on, but I am starting this because we're at the Bryant Corner Cafe. There is a table full of people ready to talk about books. We thought we were being clever by coming here at 2 o'clock, but apparently uh, people are still eating at 2 o'clock. I don't know what to say about that. Yes, we're glad it's busy. We are glad it's busy, and um, part of it is the half-price cookies. I always have to put in a plug for the peanut butter cookies, especially. Uh, my favorite. Well, yeah, they look pretty good, but I saw that Tom Bird was eating a, it looked like a chocolate chip cookie with, with coconut and raisin. Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? Peanut butter dipped in chocolate. That was Wait. his first cookie. Tom yes. had two cookies? Now we know why people are coming. In, in Yiddish, in Yiddish, there's the word for appetizer, forspice. Forspice. Do you remember that word? No, that's a good one, forspice. I, I, I'm so interested in what we're talking about today that I thought I wouldn't take up any of the of, of time talking about some books. But next, uh, next time or the time after. I will have more, more new books. What we're talking about today is how you find the books that you're going to read. Do you find them via friends or browsing at the library or the bookstore or from book reviews? It's always something, it's something that's always interested me a lot. Um, when, when Steve and I used to do uh, the hour-long show at KUOW and we would take calls from people, it was always my favorite part because they would be reading everything. I mean, from the newest book to this old book that no one has, that I have not heard mentioned in decades. I loved it. So I've always wondered how you get to the books that you read, how one gets to the books that one reads. Fair enough. You're next to me, Laura. How do you get to the books you read? Uh, uh, a number of ways. I think... Um, Usually it's a friend. Usually it's a friend saying that they read something by an author and that they really like that author and that I should go check that author out. Sometimes I'll just see a book laying around, you know, just a book that somebody had, like where I get my hair cut or whatever, and, and it's just, and I'll say, you know, can I, can I read this? And then, and then once I start it, I, I, I want to finish the book. But generally it's friends, and once in a while it's, I don't know what you all think about this, but once in a while it's the Oprah Book Club <laughs> from our magazine. There is no judgment at the table. <laughs> yeah, definitely there's no judgment at the table. And I always say that somebody could do much worse in their life of reading than read the Oprah books. You know, you're, you're, uh, Oprah has a definite... It's easy to pick out now the books that Oprah would pick if she were still doing that, you know, that big, that one that she started, because she's a very, very definite kind of reader, and she would be great. I've always wanted to do reader's advisory, help Oprah find her next book, because I know the kind of books that she loves. What are you reading right now, and how did you find it? 
Well, I'm, um, the book I'm reading right now is actually a book about dogs. <laughs> and it's called Devotions. It's a book of short stories about dogs and their people. And we have a dog, and we really like our dog. And I was just thought it would be fun to read about other people's relationships with their dogs. You, how did you come to it? I found it at Ravenna Gardens at University Village. I was looking for a plant, and there was the book. And, and I thought about my friend Bob and how he just loves his dog. And I thought, well, we should read this book about other people that really have special relationships with their dogs. You ever read the short story collection by James Thurber, Thurber's Dogs? No. That sounds like one I should get. Throw it on your list. Have you ever read those? No, I haven't, but I will. And there's another wonderful book by Gail Caldwell, a memoir called Let's Take the Long Way Home, um, and it, in which she talks um, about her, her dog. There's a lot in it about her dog, and she's a good writer. I'm Keith Cook. And uh, I think similarly, it's a number of different approaches. I think it's... Uh, actually become a little bit trickier as everything becomes more digital because I used to like reading through card catalogs and the physical lists of books and you don't find those anymore. It's a lot harder to get things online if you know maybe you'll get a bounce to a hypertext or hyperlink but unless you're physically there at the library looking on a shelf in a section and maybe just something hits it's a little bit difficult so sometimes I'll hit these dry patches where I I finish something, I really enjoy it, and I want to get something else like it, and it's an extra effort to, to get to it, whereas you before it would just be a list that would be right there. Um, but then sometimes friend recommendations, if you mentioned it to, to somebody, they'll say, oh yeah, you might also want to read something, somebody else like this. I'm Mary Roddy, and I discovered a website um, that's called whatshouldireadnext.com. And I hadn't seen this before. I just got a tablet over the summer, and I put in Angle of Repose, which is one of my favorite books, and I got a whole list of like books. And there was one, uh, To Serve Them All My Days, by R.L. Delderfield, which I'd never heard of. I probably never would have picked up, and I just adored that book. So it was very helpful. It's sort of like genius for books. Hi, I'm Leslie Goldfarb. My husband and I sit down on Sunday mornings with the New York Times Book Review. We pull that. He gets it first out of, the, out of the newspaper, and I do the front page and the review. And we pass these back and forth, and we keep a stack of them on the table, and we'll just go through. And we're not attracted to all the books that are on the, uh, you know, the bestseller list or the ones that are reviewed, but frequently there will be something in there that we have to have or we have, we have to read. And uh, sometimes I will go directly to the library website and see if I can put a hold on it and, uh, or to see if it's come out in an audio book. But uh, the two of us um, go through that. And uh, we find a lot of fascinating things. And then my, as it turns out, one of my close friends likes to read similar things to what I do, so when we sit down Friday mornings at breakfast, uh, we're sharing books, and every time I see my daughter's mother-in-law, she's got a list for me. So we've got this little web, and I think there are about four of us that know each other that are exchanging uh, reviews on Goodreads now, too. So, so it, I, I finally started 
keeping a notebook because it's gotten a little overwhelming. See, that's kind of the dream, a web of people sharing books. Do you have that? Um, no, I don't. I'm very sad, but no, I don't. I mean, I always love to hear about books that people um, enjoy. I mean, that's always really fun for me. But I don't, I don't, there's not a group of people. I'm Roz, and I probably find books several different ways. One is a book club that I've been in for 40 years. And each month, uh, one of the women brings five or six choices for us to uh, vote on for discussion two months hence and so I keep a list of everything that was presented and so I have lists and lists and lists and some don't appeal to me but I definitely because of that read a lot of books I wouldn't normally read so that's one way and I also go to the library and look on the choice reads rack and often find things I've heard of that sound good. I think we have to contemplate that for a minute. 40 years in one book club, same people? I started when I was three. (laughs) No, not the same people, but there is someone that's been in it since the beginning, which would be 46 years. And then most of the people have been in for between 25 and 35. So there's a remarkable amount of patience in that formula and, and really a lot of friendship and curiosity, huh? You guys have really maintained something. How did that, how, is it through the literature? Um, I think so. It's a, you know, it's a diverse group of women that live all over Seattle, mostly, well, not necessarily in the North End all, but um, there have been different, some people met, some people knew each other in college, some people from working together, some people, neighborhoods. It's just, uh, and yes, we all, like each other and respect each other and have a good time. So it's been fun. Well, Roz, do you have a list of the books that you've read over the 40 years? Yes. Fortunately, one person is very organized and has kept a list and updates it every year and sends it out to us. And I'm, I didn't read a lot of them over time I was working full time, but I have the list. And yeah, it's pretty amazing. Would you bring it to to the next podcast? I could do that. If you wouldn't mind. I mean, I'd love to see the list, and so would Jennifer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We have, we've had a book club for about 20 years, and I would love to do a show on what has been people's favorite book club choice, what's been most significant in their book club, because I think it. Um, the, I have the same experience with, I have my tried and true of how I find books that I like, which is I go to the library, and I can take, say, Lori King and, okay, what list does Lori King show up on in the library website? And then I, okay, female detective, such and such, and then I can get more books that I like. But it's my book club that really expands, gets me out of that rut and makes me tackle, you know, maybe topics like we read a book on North Korea. I wouldn't in my pleasure reading necessarily read about North Korea, but, but, you know, we talked about it in book club, and that was the book that was chosen. Maybe it wasn't my first choice, but then I was very glad I had read it. My name is Betsy Lindley. And my favorite way to uh, choose a book is to meet the author or hear the author. And hearing that voice uh, moves me to, has moved me to, to read their books. And that's been a very powerful influence. Also, I do read reviews, nothing really specific, and um, try to look at some of the award. So I'm Tom Bird, and I... I do it all of the above. Uh, I think most commonly I read book reviews, 
And then as I wander through a bookstore, I'll notice a book that I've read a review of that I thought sounded good, and I'll flip through it, and if it still looks good, I often will, if I have the time, I'll sit down and read a chapter, and then if I really like it, I'll buy it. <laughs> um, but um, friends recommend, I have a very good friend who's on the East Coast, and he likes books, and uh, he'll He'll uh, call me and say, Tom, you've got to read this, and, and we have a lot in common, so I often do. I'm very skewed toward nonfiction, so Roz is my fiction uh, advisor, and so she'll tell me what she thinks is really good in fiction that she's read recently, and then if she snags me, I'll, I'll read it, and I almost always like it. So, so Tom, I'd like to know if you, re I'd like to know if you remember this. What the last book was that your East Coast friend said you have to read this? Uh, two. So, uh, absolutely. So, uh, one was uh, the Rosie Project, and I, I absolutely loved it. I just laughed till my sides hurt. <laughs> Thought it was really, really good. And then he's recommended a book called Infidel that was written five or six years ago uh, by a woman who is Muslim and came from Somalia and wandered away through many countries and he said it was a very fascinating book so I've got it but I haven't started reading it yet. There's a sequel to The Rosie Project now. And he's read that and he told me it's not as good. They so seldom are. We, we went to uh, third place books in Lake Forest Park had the author speak, and we went. Roz and I went to that, and he, he gave a wonderful talk. He's a he's a funny guy. Just follow up on the converse, comment that you made was a lot of times sources for nonfiction and fiction are completely different sources. A lot of times the nonfiction ones are um, things that I either topical hear interviews on the radio, television, and that sort of primes the pump. And then a lot of times the nonfiction, I mean the fiction ones tend to be the recommendations for, from friends to get you to jump from one author to another one. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the radio because I was feeling a little bad about that. <laughs> there is a uh, bit of a hole in my radio. <laughs> I'm Robin Lindley, and uh, I think everything I know I learned from Nancy Pearl. <laughs> no, Nancy's been a great resource, and she, of course, knows so much about recommending books and reader's advisory. And I brought a couple books today that, I, that Nancy recommended that I wouldn't have thought of reading without her recommendation. A couple other things I do is I, I browse the library and the bookstores and I look at covers and stuff <laughs> like that and sometimes choose books just based on that and the kinds of... And Nancy's mentioned ways to look at covers where you can find award winners and uh, I look for... Uh, comments or blurbs from known authors as opposed to just uh, People magazine or something like that on the blurbs on the back. And we read a lot of reviews, and as Betsy said, look for award-winning books. We go to readings that are often inspired by writers. And then I'm lucky enough to get some uh, review copies from uh, publishers, and I look at those too. But Nancy's been a great resource, and uh, thank you. Oh, so what books did you bring today? Yeah, um, 
A couple of books, I, I'm mystified by the history of the Middle East and feel really ignorant. And Nancy and I were talking about history a couple of weeks ago, and she recommended two books that sound uh, really fascinating and, and uh, get to uh, the history of uh, how the Middle East got to be the way it is now. In this one, uh, the first one's by David Fromkin, F-R-O-M-K-I-N, A Peace to End All Peace, The Fall of the Ottoman Empire. And the second book Nancy recommended was uh, Lawrence in Arabia, War, Deceit, Imperial Folly, and the Making of the Modern Middle East by Scott Anderson. So, all right. All right. First of all, since you asked, how do you get your recommendations? Well, I, I get recommendations from places like this where people will tell me about the books that they've loved, and I do read reviews. I, I sometimes wonder, I, I read the New York um, the New York Times book review, but I, I don't find their reviews particularly helpful because I don't think they're written for readers. I, I was interested, Leslie, what you said, um, because I, I think they're more interested in telling what the book is about than in telling what it is about the book that someone would like. And, and so that's a problem with a lot of reviews, I think. Um, so mostly it's hit and miss. I mean, I wander through the bookstores and the libraries looking for things that look good and, um, and just try them. What do you learn from all these answers? Well, I, I mean, it, it kind of verified what I hear a lot of, which is that one of the first places, one of the, one of the most important recommenders in a person's life is friends you know, whether it's a book club or just somebody that you're talking to. And the other, I mean, you know, nobody, I was surprised that people didn't talk about online reviews so much um, because you hear a lot about that. And I've, I'm full of reservations about everything. So I have reservations about that too. Um, so it just kind of verified. I, I, I have a sad feeling that people don't browse in libraries. I mean, that they go to the new bookshop. I mean, I, I'm, I have become the library patron that I have always not loved. The kind of person who sits at home and puts books on hold and then goes into the library and picks them up and then leaves. Um, so sad. But I remember as a child and a teenager just walking up and down the shelves of the library looking for an interesting title or something that jumps out at me. And I'm not sure people do that so much anymore. Keith, you, you guys. I was about to say, sometimes I still do that depending on if it's a topic that I'm looking for that I have no idea what I want. So recently we just tore out a section of lawn and I knew that I needed... Uh, to find some plants, and I had no idea what book, et cetera, so I just went to the 700 and ex whatever in the garden section and just looked and grabbed five books and just figured I'd take them home and then see what I like, and the next time I'd go back, I knew that that section was a little bit better. And But do you ever do it for just something to read? I mean... I do that for audiobooks. Whenever I'm picking up my books at the particular library on the way out, the audiobook section's right by the door, so I look and I grab something to stick in the car on the w as I'm leaving. Nancy, Katie Sewell here. If it makes you feel any better, Steve and I went to a library 
literally on the way here, and I picked up a book from the new book section. So there you go. It happens. And I will say, I'm still a browser, absolutely. And I do, one of you mentioned about judging a book by its cover, and I was going to talk to you about that, because now I've got some tricks. So if, if it's a topic that looks interesting, but if I read the review, the blurbs on the back, and if it's by people, authors that I respect, then I think, okay, then that gives it a bump up. If it's by just names that are kind of random, I'm not sure about that. But if the reviews on the back are for not that book, but the previous works of the person, that always makes me very suspicious. Because I was like, could you not have found anything good to say about this book that you had to go back into their work earlier? So I tend to just kind of let those ones go by. Am I doing right or am I being over picky? Yeah, most of them are, you know, the authors have read in a pre-pub pre um, thing. But another blurb, another type of blurb to watch out for, if the blurber says something like, like a very important topic <laughs> and nothing and nothing about the book that's that's something to really watch out for yeah and with the judging a book by its cover one thing that you might want to look for is or and depending on your reading taste stay away from or gravitate toward is if the author's name is bigger than the title so that says that screams bestseller which, Which can, can be good or bad. Yes, yes. depending on the kind of books that you like to read. Right, totally. All right, so I take away from this, trust your friends, read the paper, and talk to librarians more. Just talk to more librarians. Find us at That Stack on Twitter, thatstackofbooks.com, on Facebook. Find Nancy Pearl uh, finally again being a better library patron and talking, <laughs> and, and talking to librarians. Thank you all.